When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, you are very welcome to Agony Rants. We are off on our Christmas break at the moment, but in the meantime, we are releasing some of these compilation episodes to keep you company on the couch or the treadmill. The treadmill. I don't think there was any reason to have a word like that in a sentence over Christmas. But anyway, I hope you had a great Christmas and remember there's still another week of it. So relax and don't go worrying about the new year just yet or about the row that you've just had with your granny. She probably deserved it. So Neve has been hard at work and she's been picking clips and problems for these episodes. I'll be introducing this week's, which is the Christmas week one, and she will be introducing the New Year's episode because at New Year's I go into a very dark place. I'm usually hungover and I find it very hard to sound encouraging. So we thought it would be better she handled that one herself. Anyway, enjoy. What's happening here? <laughs> We had a meeting, right? Like, yeah. first of all, we had a meeting where we said we need to have a very structured start to the show. So, welcome to Agony Rants. Yes. I'm Gerald Farley. This is Neve Kavanagh. And we're here to talk about your problems. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was the first thing on our list, which we have absolutely missed. And the second thing was we had a list of all the things that we shouldn't say. And I think by this point, in two we've minutes, we've said, said all of them. <laughs> all the things that we say too much. Because we got a message during the week from somebody, Alan. <laughs> Alan. Alan. Not to name anyone. I don't who, know Alan. But... Who, who was basically talking about the things that we say, like our little vocal. Ticks. Yes. <laughs> and Neve says, I'm not going to lie. And what was the one I say? You say, uh, the one you say is... The thing about that is... The thing is. about that is... <laughs> we both have said it now. We both said it. <laughs> so, we're just going to get that out of the way. Um, but, Neve Kavanagh did a show last night with all of the Irish Eurovision winners. Well, n- not all of them, because Emer, oh, Emer was missing. Care about. Oh, <laughs> rude. We, we no. care about Emer. Uh, <laughs> and it was incredible. I mean, I have to say, it was kind of like this big post-COVID thing where we were like, oh, this is what we used to do. We used to do these Eurovision shows and it was great and happy and lovely. Yeah, it really was. And it was very emotional, actually, at times. You know, certainly, well, there was a lot of tears backstage anyway. But (laughs) (laughs) I think that was because it was emotional. (laughs) It might have been because... (laughs) Here we are again singing the same songs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, But, uh, you know, and do we know this one? And, you know, trying to wheel everybody out at the right time. You know, it was... Pretty much that way. But I, we love meeting up and doing a show together. Like, we really do. It's it, very affectionate, I have to admit. It, it was. I have to say, you're, God, you're incredible on stage. I have to say it. I'm have cheeky. To, I'm cheeky too. You are cheeky. And my, my favourite thing was I wore my Eurovision earrings last night, right? And, and uh, you know, sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say. But anyway, I have these the original earrings. So I wore them last night. Cause, and then I declared, as I always do on stage, I bought all of my vulnerabilities out. And I said, this is the only thing that fits me from Eurovision. <laughs> I have to say, Neve. <laughs> When you said the room, the room did like like it, it, the it, room it came up. apart. It was brilliant. 
it was it was the line of the night, right? <laughs> I have to say, and, and the the other contender for line of the night, okay, right, well, was and it was absolutely spectacular. Was uh, when they were introducing uh, Secret Garden. Oh yes, right, because Secret Garden were there. They won in ninety five. Ninety five with okay, Nocturne. With, with Nocturne, and uh, <laughs> and whoever was introducing them, I can't remember who it was, said, "Do you remember Nocturne by Secret Garden?" And a woman in front of me said, "Vaguely." <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Niall, uh, I went to Eurovision in 2018, went as a straight man, came back as a gay <laughs> Winky face emoji. <laughs> I think you'll find you were gay before you went. No, no. I suspect. Yeah. yeah. I think, I think booking the tickets. <laughs> Your first indicator. <laughs> yeah. I don't think there was anyone, to, when you came back gay, I don't think there was anyone that was like, oh, what a surprise, Niall. How was the Eurovision? Now, that's unfair, right? They're not all the people who go to Eurovision or like Eurovision are gay. Okay. Okay. A strong, a strong percentage. What's our demographic, Neve, as str- regards to you know when you like boost a post for okay. rounds? <laughs> all what, men. What we, all men. All men. Okay. No, but but I'm just going to say they're not all gay. But I'll no. be honest, there's a very high percentage who are there waiting. Are. And actually, okay. Neve, yeah, 30, 30 years, <laughs> thirty years of standing beside you as someone walks up and gets excited. <laughs> And not about me. (laughs) Okay. I don't have any memories of a straight one. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say. Trish, age 10, 1993. I was in the choir that sang with Johnny Logan the year Neve Kavanagh won the Eurovision. And the funny thing is, I spoke to Johnny about this uh, last week when we were at that concert and you talked about the waving flags. And I said, do you remember the time you sang and they had all the kids with the flags walking by. So this is, feels like that. And he looked at me as if to say, I don't remember that happening in my life. <laughs> but it did actually happen. So Trish, you and I remember that happening. Uh, it was pre-recorded and we had a rent. We had to rent a video player to record it. Oh my God, yes. All my aunts and uncles and cousins came over, had a party at home, but not a sign of me on the TV. I'm, I've never seen a group of people more deflated. <laughs> Neve winning lifted our spirits again, though, as did getting off homework on Monday and everyone clapping us at school assembly that week. I hope Neve's celebrations lasted a bit longer. 30 years, Trish. (laughs) She also, I kept it on my CV. Oh, right. Okay. Also, I kept it on my CV for 10 years too long. (laughs) Sadly, my choir didn't have the same international success as Riverdance the following year. Also, well done on the tour. Saw you in Everyman in Cork. Hilarious. Booked for your own show in Everyman now too. Well done. Trish, I'm going to come down to the Cork to watch that with you and you and I'll sit together while we do that. <laughs> Honestly. I, do you know what? I do remember that. I remember the gang of yous and I, I, I have been that soldier where I've been in something and it hasn't appeared on something. It's really <laughs> oh, difficult. Oh, so have I. Difficult. Thank God I won that night. Like There'd been nothing saved. The, like the power of an edit. <laughs> I know. You see, I and you know, to, because you say, have the power of it. Oh my, yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I tell the best stories on this podcast and he, they don't always make the cut. They're not on brand, Neve. <laughs> not on brand. First time I did the panel, which was a, a was a panel show oh, I in know Ireland. The, the yes. very first time I did that, right? Yeah. I watched it with my parents. It's the last time I've ever what? watched a telly with, with my parents. It was just Horrific. It was like, because the panel, the way it used to work was they would record it for about four hours or three hours. So you didn't even know what they were going to include. So you didn't know what they were going to include. And it was, it was my first time on it. So I was like a D 
deer in the headlights. Mm-hmm. Didn't know it's the first time I've ever done telly. I had to ask Neil Delamere. I was like, "Where do you look? Like, where, what, like, what, <laughs> what, where do you look when? Like, what are you supposed to do? Did what was the his answer? Like, he told well, he told me he was just like, just look at the person you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. which was so in your sight. In your and I was like, state. okay, fair enough. Um, but I couldn't get a word in. And the producer said to me at the break, she said, you're not getting a word in. They're not letting you in. So what I need you to do is push your way in and I'll, I'll, I'll favour you in the edit. Yeah. So I was like, okay, fair enough. So I, ha- I so I came across as this... <laughs> aggressive. Cocky, aggressive. <laughs> it was... Like yourself then. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> but I mean, she was right. She yeah. was right. No, and, you got to get in there. And it gave me the bum. Like, yeah. Um, but I'll never forget watching it with my parents and they were just like, who... Are you? <laughs> Listen, I have a better story than that, right? Um, when I did MasterChef, right? I didn't, I wasn't allowed to tell anybody that what had happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, She won. Yeah, okay. I, I didn't really She told to me. <laughs> and do you know what we have to say how you told me? You didn't actually tell me. No. But <laughs> when you dropped me home one day after having a coffee, <laughs> as I was leaving, you flipped the boot open. There was a reason for it. I'm going to be honest with this. Because I, the trophy was in the booth. That's what the reason was. I was coming home from the, the competition. I just won it. And uh, I and she said, I can't tell you what happened. And then she said she pressed the button on her boot when I was walking by and the trophy was in it. Yeah, yeah that's actually, that did happen. But I hadn't told my parents and I actually was in the room when they showed the final. Were they proud? Uh, uh, my parents, Yes. Mm. Yes, of course they were proud. <laughs> they better have been. Had to, was in the room. They had to pretend, even if they yeah. weren't. <laughs> yeah, my parents didn't feel the need to pretend. <laughs> but as a comedian, is that not your raison d'etre? I feel we're not talking about Parental Trish disapproval. I feel we're well, not paying well attention. Well done, Trish. Yes. I, I, that's showbiz, baby. Uh, Jacinta says, I've just moved house. Oh, uh, But we were selling our house and in a chain. It was the most nerve-wracking six months of my life and it had fallen through twice before we did it. And I'm a shell of a woman. Oh my goodness, she said that I totally feel your pain. Yeah. This is, they do say, what are the three most stressful things? Death, divorce and moving, moving house. house. Is it divorce? Apparently. I thought it was changing job. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's very similar, isn't it? <laughs> it's very similar. But I totally understand you saying that this is like crazy and a probably a shared experience for most people, because, especially the minute, my goodness, it must be chaos. Like, I, I think half the reason I don't move <laughs> or change. See, I got very lucky. Yeah, you did. Like, because when I, when I bought my apartment, it was, it was literally like, it was, do you want to buy this apartment? I was like, okay. yeah, grand, yeah, grand. When did that happen? 12 years ago. Okay. 13 years ago. Was but it, it was like. Was, it, it, was that just after the recession? Yeah. Okay. It, well, well, it was just the end of the boom. I mean, financially, it was an absolute nightmare. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> you know, I mean, I'll, I'll never pay it off. I'll be dead. <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, and yeah, I mean, I like... It's cheaper than rent. Di- yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I didn't, I never got into that cycle of looking at places, falling in love with places and losing them. And Yeah. I, I well, I'm, I, so I'm I'm just very lucky. Well, my husband already had the house, so I just moved in there. That was oh, that was my way around it. Don't marry a man, marry the property. It was nice too. <laughs> <laughs> but just saying that you're there now. Is that your forever home? I wonder. Let us know. Do you know what? Sometimes it's sometimes your forever home is like the one. You know the the one that you marry. It's not about you know is this your forever home because you love it. It's. It's is it? <laughs> is can it I be arse leaving? You can't. You can't be bothered going back to the pool. Like, oh 
fucker out. Oh Sometimes you don't need the, the converted attic <laughs> or the conservatory. James says, I once told my wife I would convert our garage into a spare room. After a couple of weeks, I had to bail and call in the professionals. I was proud of myself for having the courage to know when I was beaten. James. <laughs> you should be proud. This, no, he shouldn't. I'm sick of this every kid gets a medal approach. <laughs> you failed, James. <laughs> Accept it. Like this, <laughs> this, I had the courage to know when I was beaten. You failed. There's no need to be proud of yourself. You can be a little bit ashamed. Like your world won't end. This has been God a very, Almighty. So far, this has been a very stressful show for you. <laughs> I don't know many soapboxes you've tried to jump on today. <laughs> I'm just saying that you don't need to be. You can say like it didn't work out. Not I can be pr- like. <laughs> I'm proud of myself for having the courage to know when I was beaten. No, this is two stars and a wish. I oh think my- this is good. <laughs> you got to say two good things that happened and something I could have done better, James. To be. <laughs> Do you know what I will say? I would stake my home. <laughs> on it being his wife that called the professional. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably right. Okay, tell me about the story of Easter. Are you like, talking about, like, which which story of Easter? Well, are we I mean, talking about like, an Easter bunny here? To, no, it's not the, no, it's the other Easter bunny. Jesus. <laughs> 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 like, even, like, when you think about Catholicism in terms of well, it's, in general. it's based around Easter. Okay. Like Easter is the... Well, it's a pivotal moment. It's yeah. the pivotal moment. It's even, like Christmas. Christmas and Easter, they're pivotal moments, yeah? Yeah, and even though, like, Easter is supposed to be the most pivotal. Well, naturally, because it's, you know, yeah. It's the fundamental of Lots of, of people get faith. born, not so many resurrect. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, like, it's an odd story. Like, do you know what my problem with the whole story is? Okay, come on. Right, then. my problem is he died mm-hmm. and he was put in a tomb. Okay. Then on Saturday evening, Easter Saturday, Holy Saturday, whatever. Right, yeah. Mary Magdalene and her mates <laughs> suddenly decided to like dig him up. <laughs> and there's just a part of that story that I'm just, well, this is not he, stacking up here. It wasn't actually buried. Well, he was in a tomb. Yeah, he was in and a tomb. And it was covered by a rock. Yeah. And at some point on Saturday night, they were like they had a few drinks. L- they had a few drinks. They were like, let's let's go make sure. Let's let's have another look. At the like, I mean, why do you? Do- well, I don't know. Like if you're taking somebody, Irish else, people wake people like, in the house. It was all the other the time. Mary. Yeah, but it was the other Mary as well, like Mary Christ, like the Mary mother. Christ. Like, <laughs> yeah. like if you're bringing somebody out on a Saturday night to go, we mm. forget about your son that died. Yeah. At what point do you go? Come on, let's have. We another should look dig at him up. <laughs> Let's dig him up. And then, and then that's when they found out he was risen. Yeah. So if they didn't find out, like if they if they didn't go out On and dig him up, they never would have. Like the whole basis of the Catholic faith. Of the resurrection, it, the proof yeah, was in. A whole load of girls getting out and. Like, rolling back <laughs> go, the stone. Going out and having a load of white wine and then going, let's dig him up. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's a bit thin. <laughs> I just think it's a bit thin yeah, about no, the whole it. religion. No, I get, I get, I get that the, how that could be problematic, <laughs> considering this show is about problematic friends. I think I've just become that. Yeah, no. Well, Jesus had his own problematic friends. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel it's a nice segue into you know. So speaking of Judas, Judas would be what you might call a problematic friend. <laughs> totally. You know, hundred percent. The icon. So it actually gave us a good thing to hang our show on this week. Well, I think it's like Judas was a funny one as well, wasn't he? Was he funny? Like, well, I just think. Well, I mean, I just think it was a bit odd. 
Like even for example, the way he said he betrayed Jesus, right? Okay. So he was like, As he gave him a kiss, like yeah, he, like he said to the soldiers, "The one I kiss, he is the one." They're like, <laughs> they were okay with that. Do you want to just point at him, Judas? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Rebecca says I was dating a guy for a couple of weeks and he asked if I wanted to come back to his I said yes Ooh, well done Rebecca, Rebecca. Re- yeah you didn't even finish your drink I'd say bye coat let's go <laughs> did you drive Rebecca <laughs> yeah I've had a wax <laughs> boom <laughs> uh, I, I I knew where he lived there's a woman after me on heart uh I knew where he lived and when we got in in a taxi, he said another part of town, which I thought was weird. Mm. When we arrived, he said we were at his mother's house because he had flatmates and shared a room. Look, Rebecca, <laughs> you don't, so don't many date red a man that shares a room. Okay? So <laughs> many red flags. Aim higher. Uh, it was 1am and I thought it was a bit weird, but went along with it. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca yeah, Rebecca is just game ball <laughs> Rebecca went out with a plan and it's, she's putting it in motion no matter what happens I recognise I recognise that energy <laughs> I thought he had a key he didn't he rang and banged on the door oh to wake God. her up right now this, we're at a, she's at we're at his, his mother's, mother's house, house. Yeah. Mm. he rang and banged on the door to wake her up and she came down and was very surprised to see us <laughs> surprise as you would be uh, he went in and she insisted on making up a, a cup of tea <laughs> One o'clock in the morning. Uh, I got a really weird vibe from them and it turns out they hadn't spoken for almost three years. Oh, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Who are these men? I'm sorry, the second he put in the wrong address, as in the wrong part of town, I'd have been thinking psycho killer. The weird thing about this is, right? Right. Okay, clearly Rebecca, one thing is, is he clearly wanted like... He was clearly hot for Rebecca because he was like, oh, where can we do this? I know my estranged mother. <laughs> we'll have a room. She'll have a, she'll have a spare room. And, and because I'm not talking to her, it'll be quiet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, maybe, just be maybe. just vibes. No, but you're, you're misrepresenting this a little bit. Maybe he saw the qualities in Rebecca that she could be the therapist to get them past it. Maybe that's what it was. And it's if that's lot. the case, you were never getting any Rebecca. No. I mean, <laughs> I'd be curious to know how the rest of the night went. <laughs> How curious on a level of one to ten? I, I, I kind of go ten. Okay. Like, there's not too much information you can give us, Rebecca. So, sometimes, Get sometimes we want the resolution to this. <laughs> yeah, I like. I want to know about the morning. Oh, you know, are you waiting there, for like, the morning? Was there a fry? <laughs> was there? Uh, did the row kick <laughs> off again? <laughs> you know. So, Ma, are you going to give me that inheritance? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> What did you have to witness in I last did, night's clothes, Rebecca? I know, Rebecca? it was pretty phenomenal. I yeah, tell you, the I'd walk so. of shame would have been very different that day, I tell you. It's not the one you want. Like, you're still, you're still doing the walk of shame, but you're the one that comes out of it with the most dignity. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It must be very crushing for a mother to see her son in such a state. The first time in three years with some <laughs> randomer. We have a problem and this is an interesting one and I think it's one that will relate to I think a lot of people out there uh, and I think we will be leaning very heavily heavily on the National Treasure for this Okay, one. come on. Um, so it says, Hi Neve and Garage, love the show and I feel that this is a place where I can get advice for my problem because as you say, I don't come out well in this. Our favourite. <laughs> it's you, for sure. Our favourite, absolutely our favourite type of problem. <laughs> this is going to make me sound like an absolute gal. Gal? Gal. I think that's Gal. Mm. But a problem is a problem and I hope you can help me. Okay. I'm in a group of friends and we are all around the same age and we have been friends from school. 
Okay, that's all, always a promising start. Yeah, it's always a good start. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our friends have, all of our lives have gone in different directions. There have been boyfriends and marriages and divorces and we are all still friends have been, th- have been through it all together. However, as of last year, I am now the only one of our group who doesn't have children. Oh, okay. It just hasn't worked out yet. I was married and I got divorced and the girls, then girls, the girls. My God. I mean, I know you're all in school together, but I think... <laughs> That. Seriously, Stop like that. I mean, you need to use the spell check. No, she was, um, she was, she was traumatized. Okay. She was sharing. She was sharing. But Come I'm on. just saying, like, like as a start, get a grammar. Do you want book. me to read it? <laughs> I, I was married and I got divorced, and the girls were great during all of that. I'm now with a new guy, and things are great. Oh. We will probably have kids, but now whenever our group of friends see each other, we only ever talk about their kids, their babies, and all aspects of it. Mm. I know I'll catch up with them, but at the moment, it is really getting me down. My job is stressful and I have other priorities at the moment. We are trying to buy a house. I feel like when I meet my friends to blow off a bit of steam, I'm bombarded with photos of kids and stories of crashes and post-training. Potty training, I would imagine. Potty training. There you go. Um, Not something you... <laughs> she must have written this like in a white wine blackout. Like <laughs> <laughs> Potty training. And it is at best boring and at worst makes me panic that I haven't done any of this yet. Okay. I really feel I need to say something, but I don't want to upset them. What do you think I should do? Please don't use my name. Okay, well, that's a really tough one. That is a tough one. Right, it but is tough do you one. you know what? It's also, I think, I think it's a very relatable one. Oh, it's very valid. I, I'm going to tell you why, because actually, even at the stage when I started having kids, it, they, it consumes you because that's, you know, let's be honest, when they're small, it's all you're doing. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. Even completely. if you're it's doing other job. work, it's, yeah. very, it's very much your focus. It's how biology makes you do it. It's all of those things. Society makes you do it and you do it regardless of what you think you're going to be doing or not. And and as now that I'm kind of past the stage where my kids are older, you know, now people show me children and I admired them from a distance and I say, that's grand. I have less interest <laughs> in that situation. However, I will say this. It's true for people who go through a divorce if they're not in a couple and you're in a group of couples. The yeah. dynamic changes you a little bit because you feel like you can't input upon it. Um, the yeah. T- I think it's very difficult. I think, especially if you've been friends with people for a very long time, there is that element of you move in and out of cycles with them because yeah. you're in sync and then you're not. It's the same with your relationship. There are moments you have to work on that. And I think... You can't really say, will you ever stop talking about your kids, right? That's that's a bit brutal, right? But, and you won't make it happen because that's all that's going in the head. It's like, it, so, it, it encompasses a lot of your life when you're doing it, when they're small. So what do you think she should do? Well, I think what she should do is not worry about it so much. It's, it's tough because I, I think there might be something else also coming in behind this in the sense that maybe she's worried she won't be able to have kids and that's another thing if she's moving okay. further. I don't know how much that, of that is an issue in there. You know, and that's a different thing when you're waiting to have children and you want children and everyone else around you seems to have children and you yeah. feel like everybody's looking at you. It's like when you go to a wedding and everybody goes, oh, it'll be your turn next and you're going, actually... I'm single. Yeah, and even though I don't feel bad about this now, I suddenly I feel bad about it. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. I, you feel like you're lacking it's in clumsy. something in life. Yeah, it is a bit clumsy, but and it's not meant, but it's especially not by your friends. But because that's happening for them, they just feel this is the norm. I think as friendships move on, and you know, you get your own set, mm-hmm. you get your own lives and your own sets of circumstances. Yeah. I think what you do is sometimes you reach for the thing that connects you. 
Yeah. With life, those lifelong friends. Yeah. Uh, and I think if it's kids, if you all have kids, that becomes the thing. Yeah. But I think, I definitely think that she shouldn't have to put up with this. In what way? Well, I think if four of those girls have kids and one of them doesn't, they're kind of, they're in a... They're slightly they're, insensitive. They're, they're being a bit insensitive, yeah. Mm. They need to... I, I think, think acknowledge her a little bit. Yeah, I think to be fair, you're in a position where you can say to your mates, listen, because you've been friends a long time. Listen, let's talk about the kids. It's like what I used to say when I meet people. I'll give you five minutes at that and then let's talk about something else. So you need to yes. maybe be proactive and I mean, move them on. Maybe talk about your fears. Like like what you've said to us. Like maybe, yeah. maybe if you were to say to them, God, I just feel like I have so much to do to catch up. Yeah. And then, like, I, I feel like, when, like listening to you talk about this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think they're probably not as aware that that, how polarising that is. And it is. And it's also good for them to get out and not to talk about yeah, their kids. Yeah, 100%, 100%, 100%. I have to say now, I have to say, there's nothing more boring than listening oh. to somebody talk about their kids. And do you know what I, I found that I do? And I, I, I used to apologise for this, but now I don't. Right. When somebody talks to me about their kids and shows me photograph their kids, I do the exact same with my cat. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I do. And do you know what? What I found, usually my cat is more advanced than their kids. <laughs> it's like, oh, there's, there, like, there's your, He's like, using the potty. Your tubby little kid <laughs> that you're wiping its arse. Well, here's my cat that I can leave for four days and she's actually fine. Yeah. And she uses the toilet. <laughs> so I'm sorry. Come, <laughs> that, that little monster that you're wheeling out, I'm sorry. <laughs> It's a lot less impressive than you think it is. No, I get that. You're totally right. We talk too much. I'm going to tell you, as a parent, we talk way too much about what's right or wrong or whatever. The minutia of children is just over. I was so, so relieved to get out and do something totally different. It, it's a tough one, but it's okay to say it, but you have to allow it. I think it, it is okay. And yeah. I think, it, do you know what? It's okay to feel a little bit of panic. Yeah. But it's okay to tell them like, oh God, and it's just, sometimes it's, like that it is hard it's good friends you've got to be able to say listen one one of my friends actually uh, she's a comedian called uh, Lou Conran right in the UK and she's incredibly funny yeah she is she actually has a very good podcast called Spitter Swallow very good with Sally and Hayward little plug but she's when I first met her yeah she (laughs) the very first day I met her uh, I was at a dinner and uh, she she told me that what she does when her friends show their pictures of her kids is that she has a folder of her phone (laughs) full of photographs of dicks (laughs) (laughs) and that when people show her photographs of her kids she gets these out and she just shows them all these photographs of dicks Well, there we are. Neve will be here next week with another compilation and we'll be back with a brand new season of Agony Rants on the 9th of January. If you would like to support the show, you can subscribe to Headstuff Plus and you can catch up on all of our bonus material and bits and pieces from the past year. And there really is some great stuff on Headstuff Plus, so check that out. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your holiday and we wish you only great things in 2023. Thanks for listening. This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.